Suzuki Mathis, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, bro. What up, guys? This is Stank Dog. Thanks for listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Don't listen to Pulp MX. Yo, yo, we are back once again. I say that every week. Not kind of a weak intro, but we are back with the Moto X Pod Show. I'm Dark Side in studio with me. Once again, Scotty T, what's up, man? What's up, Dark Side? Not a lot. Little main event moto there. The main event band to intro the show, as always. I will be in studio with main event moto with Toolman Dan, Daniel Blair, and I finally get to see producer Joe. Saturday after Hangtown. Awesome. Are you you don't really listen to main event? So you probably uh, no, not too much. Okay. So Nobody knows what producer Joe looks like. It's Oh, like, is it like a Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Like I've been told they're gonna take my phone away. No pictures. Really? I had somebody on Instagram, maybe Twitter, send me a DM and said they would pay me five hundred dollars in my Venmo if I'd get a picture of producer Joe. Five hundred bucks. Really, is that he's? It's like it's like Bigfoot. Every yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, first off, our title sponsor, guys, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. They still are the the leader uh, with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. Cherubies has what you need. Visit cherubiesusa.com or call one 1440 let Brian Fullerton, let Talon Volan know that you support the Moto X Pod Show so they continue to support us because in the next few days, I will be sending out the emails to try to get our sponsorships renewed for 2022 so we can keep doing this. So your, guy, your listeners' support with these sponsors and interaction matters. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we're going to be giving away a, a Cherubies product tonight from the, the trivia contest last week. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, also, though, X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles is the choice goggle company for many of the top privateers. Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, John Short, Ben LeMay, many others. The new Lucid is out. You can visit any of your local dealerships. They're distributed through WPS. They should be in stock right now, the, whether it be the Lucid, the EKSS, or the old, you know, the flat-out GOX series. All the goggles are in stock. Or you can just hit me up, darksidemx3 at AOL.com. And I'll try to get you taken care of. But first and foremost, go to your local dealerships and support those guys. Support our local WPS reps. Of course, they're also slinging fly gear. Proud sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show. Williams Moto Works for all your engine needs. Blood Lubricant Oil Lines. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. Uh, use promo code MOTOX, all caps, at Blood Lubricants. And we're going to give some Blood Lubricants products away tonight. All Sport Dynamic, Danette, all sport dynamic Wrist Braces. Shock Socks, Torque One Racing, man. Check them out. Torque One Racing. Check them out for handlebars, grips. They've got the lock-on grips and standard grips, uh, shifters and brake pedals. I've got I've got the, the anodized red brake pedal and shifter on my 06. I had it on the 15 when I sold it. I rode the 06, by the way. Oh, yesterday. did you? So we'll talk about that, too. 
My, well, I was going to say my, my KTM has the Torque One pedals, and I, I love them. Good, good. Yeah, great company supporting us you know, with financial support every year, so we got to support those guys. Once again, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing for you WP guys, and Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. So, yeah, a couple different things. Uh, blood lubricants. I, I really push this one a lot. I feel like I talk about it a lot. I don't know how much you guys as listeners are visiting blood lubricants, and it's blood, B-L-U-D, bloodlubricants.com. Uh, he, he, you know, he has a promo code for us, and every time you guys order something, it, it looks good for us. I want those guys to stay on board. I really love their products. I'm going to use their products whether they sponsor us or not, um, but I, I need you guys to go out. And make a showing. Order some oil. You ordered some, right? Yeah, I got some ready for my next oil change. I'm so going to use it for the next big race I do, and yeah. uh, I'll, we'll get back to you on the performance difference. It's so good. But tonight, I've got, if you're watching it on video, you'll see it here in a second. Uh, I don't know what camera's on there, Scotty. But I've got some Bloodline Blood Bath Bike Wash. Wash and wax. Okay, I'm going to give this away along with the Bloodline Detailer. And they have tons of products at, blood, at bloodlubricants.com. We're going to give these away tonight, or not tonight, but the, can you, I don't know. You I, can see them okay. if you hold it up. Kind okay, of so we're going to give these both these bottles away over the next two weeks. You guys got two weeks to hit up Instagram. Send me a picture, post a picture of your dirty-ass bike and tag at Moto X Pod Show and tag at Blood Lubricants. Uh, and make sure you tag Blood or Moto X Pod Show so I see it. And then I will keep a list, and we will pick a winner in a couple weeks. But, man, this stuff's awesome for washing your bike, keeping it all detailed, looking pretty, and it smells good, too. I know a lot of people like the SC1, the Maxima stuff that, you know, Mathis talks about all the time. The stuff smells really good, too, and it works just as well. It's awesome. So, blood lubricants, big one. Uh, Cherubies, we did a trivia contest last week. I asked for Cody Shock's best Loretta Lens results in his career, and I said it was sort of a trick question. We got a bunch of entries. The reason it was a trick question is his best finish was 15th, but he did it two times at two separate years. Uh, okay. So uh, I picked a winner out of all the all the people that entered, and Adam Kidd is our winner. I emailed you, Adam. I uh, haven't heard back from you, so I'll give you a few days to respond. I don't. Maybe you don't listen right away. Maybe you're not listening right now, but get in there. Send me an email with your, your info, and you'll get in a Cherubies USA chain guide and slider kit. That's badass. Then we also did a YouTube contest last week while we were in commercial break. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it was I don't think it was in the archive, the audio, if you just listen to audio. Uh, and Mark Burnett won that. He has also not responded, but he can pick between the X brand T shirt, extra large, uh what else did I say? Jerky, some shock socks. And I feel like there might have been yeah, he had some, a pile of stuff over. Yeah, I had a pile of stuff. So you guys gotta get back to me though or I'll I'll pick somebody else in a few days. But anyway, yeah man, so Shit, how much time do we have? About 10 minutes before. Christian Craig's coming up. Yeah. Ryder D. Francisco. We're going to talk about the Combine. And Evan Nystrom with EN Lifestyle and Performance. He helps. He's a strength and conditioning coach. He helps Derek Kelly and a few other guys. So we're going to talk to him tonight. Uh, series is over, man. The 450 series is pretty much over. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's... I mean, we've got a race left, but Dylan's our champion. A lot of surprise. Talked about it off and on throughout the year. Just an amazing, fantastic year for Dylan. Very happy for him. He earned it. Uh, but do you think he can roll it over into Supercross? Um, I think that, I mean, he obviously showed a little bit of potential this year. I think it's obviously going to be a confidence booster for him. But, I mean, he's, yeah, he was his rookie year, but he's he's not a rookie. No. 
And I think that he's a guy. You know, I think you know is so is. You think he's a guy? You think he's one of those I'm guys? I'm sure he's a guy. I, well, okay, obviously. I don't know. He's got long hair. <laughs> okay, so he's cool. just, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool cool guy. But no, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I think that you have to throw him in that conversation next year, um, whether you know you can argue on where you want to put him in that top three to four five. Yeah, people, guys, but he, I think you have to put him in that conversation. I do too. I think he's going to be way better than he was last year. Like he showed some moments last year. You know, yeah. he still figured the bike out. He talked about multiple times that the bike had too much power and they were trying to slow it down. And he was just trying to figure it out. I think next year is going to be really good. But going back to outdoors, what happened to Kenny? Uh, he needed to win, right? I mean, he he needed a miracle almost. I mean, you got into the dog days of the summer. It was hundred degrees. I mean, yeah. That, but that's not. That's I don't think that that changes anything that we it shouldn't change how you view Kenny. Oh, it doesn't. Because it doesn't. he had like, you know, they were I've, I've heard other people say this too. You know, he was second. It was not over yet, but he's pretty much second in both series. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic year. The one guy that did that that won the Supercross didn't have a really great outdoor season. The guy that's winning the outdoor season had a so-so Supercross season. So you kind of have to say he was overall the best guy of the year. Is he Definitely. getting a little older? Is the is the fatigue and stuff a pro, a little bit of a problem for him in the in the dog days of a championship? Yes, I think so. But I mean, it's impressive either way. I I I give him a good you know stamp. On a great season, you can't say that it wasn't successful. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, overall, overall best finishes, most points, I think, for the year. By almost any measuring system, fantastic year. Yeah. M- most riders would kill for the year he yeah. had. But he still f- fell short of his expectations, Honda's expectations. What does that mean going forward? Does he ever win a championship of any kind in the rest of his career? Because I don't think he does. I think it's. I think his championship hopes, realistically, are gone. I'm not saying he can't go win a Supercross championship. I think it may. But I don't think he will. I think if, I think he needs to take a more of a a Ryan Dungey approach, okay. to where he's. I think he still has. He's battling with. I want to be that guy that wins the mains. Like I want to be the the fastest guy. And when he falls short of that, I think it takes a toll on him, is is on him mentally. If he kind of looks like, hey, like if he if he could do more of just you know I'm not going to win it this weekend, but I have to get third or I have to get second, and he just starts putting off a of podiums and doesn't have those six or sevens or maybe a couple of those eights that he had, you know, I th- I think he maybe could win a title. It's so up and down this year. You you saw Ferrandis this year. I mean, yeah, he he was impressively fast and was one of the fastest guys but he also i mean he didn't have a crazy amount of number number one motos and overall wins like i mean it was just a more of consistency factor he never fell off the podium and i think if kenny kind of focuses on on that mindset more i think he could i think he still could win a title okay all right um we have some uh we had uh nick from moto limited was wondering if uh dylan will have the same hype that Osborne had coming into the SX year after winning the title, just like Osborne did. Yeah, I just got the same text from from Trent. So, um, will Dylan have the same hype Osborne did? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of hype behind Dylan. It's a different hype. Yeah, but I think that yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of hype. I think his the expectations just grew exponentially for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's sort of quote unquote. We said it was his rookie year. Expectations weren't super high. 
He just won the outdoor championship, which we know is more grueling, more difficult physically than Supercross. We know he has the talent indoors. He's won two on a, on the two fifty. Yeah. Yes, I think he's expected to win now. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. with him and Eli on the same team, dude, that that could be very. It could be very good for Star. Those guys going at it, you know, working with each other a little bit yeah. within the team. I don't think they're going to really train a lot together, but sharing the team, sharing information, yeah, and then pushing each other could be really good. But then we know how egos get, and it could get really, it could get really volatile under that tent too. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting come Supercross. Well, let's let's look at this question this way. You know, we you know it's, the Supercross is is really renowned for being a world championship. They really focus on international spotlight. You have Ken, he's he's international. You have Marvin. Is Dylan the now front runner for marketing and for everything else to be the international guy? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You, you think he just his attitude's great now? Like I, I mean, I think his attitude is always pretty good from what I saw. But yeah, he's he's he, becoming more personal. You think he takes that over from Ken as being yeah, as, maybe as, not right away because he's still a little bit uncomfortable. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's not. He was uncomfortable a year ago, even talking to doing interviews. Yeah. It's getting better. So maybe not next year, but soon. Well, I don't know how many more years he has left. I, I will say it's gonna you're gonna see a little bit of a shift towards Dylan more than Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna- um Nick would just ask who scores more points in Supercross, Eli or Dylan. What do you think? Oh, I, 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 I mean thoughts. they're both gonna be blue crew. Yep. I have my thought, but I'll let you go first. Who scores more points? Yep. Okay, you're not ready. So I'm gonna say Dylan. Dylan's already been on the bike. For a couple of years now, you know, on a Yamaha, I yeah. think Eli will have still some ups and downs. He may have some races where he's amazing, but I think he's going to have some races where he, he wasn't quite. It's it's just, just hard. Yeah, it's hard Yamaha's to not comfortable yet. It's hard to say that Tomac will. You know, going off of his track record for the last couple of years, he's had too many of those inconsistent races yeah. where he was tenth or eleventh. I don't. I don't know if. Switching to the Yamaha is gonna it's 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 gonna add to that I think. I don't so know. that's gonna be interesting. That's a good question. Yeah. I will say, it's totally off the subject for our YouTube viewers. Sorry for the archive guys. I don't like where that camera's placed right now because it's between us. We're, yeah, you feel like it's you're like talking in to my like field this. of vision of talking and uh, looking at you. And between you and I, nobody else is, knows this. My old age, dude. I've been losing my vision. Like I've always had fantastic vision. Yeah, and in the last month. It's been really, I've been like, everything's been over the hill up close. So when I'm looking at you with that camera right there, dude, it totally just turns to fuzz. It sucks. <laughs> it's pissing me off. Okay, um, this way, okay, now you're good. Don't worry about it. I just, I'll have to move those cameras at some other point. But we do, if you guys are watching on YouTube, all new camera positions pretty much. I don't think we used these last week, did we? Uh, no. Yeah, we were on a tripod. So we got new stuff. So hopefully it, it looks pretty good. We tried to tighten everything up. Anyway. Um, all right, we got Christian Craig in about three minutes. So let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Don't forget about the Instagram uh, contest for blood lubricants. Don't forget about signing up at patreon.com if you would. Go give us some support, man. I mean, five bucks a month, you know, ain't nothing. Five bucks a month is a big deal to us. It helps out yeah. a ton. Like I said, I'm flying out Friday to Hangtown, and a lot of that trip is being covered by our patron supporters, some of our sponsor stuff. So it means a lot. Uh, patreon.com, search the Moto X Pod Show. We'll be right back. 
What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. For almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. All right, thanks for sticking with us. We are back from our first commercial break. And tonight, brought to you by R Jerky. EatRJerky.com, promo code MOTOXPOD21. Dude, the Wageman family, motocross roots run deep. Visit EatRJerky.com. Get you some jerky to eat while you're watching the races this weekend when Hangtown comes up. And support the Wageman brothers, two privateers, making their way, man, to go to these races. So hit up RJerky.com. Tonight, Eat Our Jerky uh, brings us the one and only Christian Craig. What up, dude? How much? What's going on, guys? Dude, we're just chilling here uh, in East Texas. You know, nice hot day, which I'm sure uh, you dealt with that also <laughs> in Florida. Yeah, yeah, but I'm feeling the pain of the humidity and uh, the heat for sure here in Florida. Yeah, is Paige and the kids, are they ready to go back to the West Coast, hit the beach? Um, yeah, I mean, the kids are still telling us they want to go home, but yeah. we have a home here. Right, so right. They, they haven't, uh, they haven't really realized that we live in another state or that we have moved houses. So, yeah. um, we're still settling in though. It's been good. It's been a, a big change for us, but we are, uh, slowly getting used to it and, and, um, adapting, you know, so it's been good. Was it, I don't know if you've ever had to move like that in the middle of a season. I mean, was that like more difficult than normal or is it something you've had to deal with before but not not with so many kids though yeah the kids made it difficult obviously um just like even if we move just down the street it's still difficult let alone just like going to across the country um so we had it planned to to do it on that two-week break Mm -hmm. and uh you know we had everything kind of set up and and ready to go as soon as that break started so 
luckily it, it all kind of went pretty smooth. Um, only a couple little things, uh, came up late, but man, it's been, it's been good. It's, uh, my wife kind of took care of it all and let me, let me handle my training and my riding and stick to my, my program. So, you know, it's, it's been fun. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we're just getting used to it here. Yeah, you just brought that up, which I didn't have any of that in my notes. But having a wife like Paige, you know, a lot of the riders' wives really understand the situation. Uh, you know, in a normal, we'll call it normal family situation, like the wife would probably be like, no, I'm not doing this by myself. You know, this is, we, you got to help. But when you're a professional yeah. athlete, the wife or the girlfriend has to be so understanding that, look, life has to continue pretty much the same for the athlete to stay at peak performance. And that's that's really a big ask of of the of the woman right i mean that's a lot to ask for sure and um you know i think there's very few wives out there that really understand you know what we have to do to to be successful in this sport it's it's um a full grind and and you have to be you know uh, riders have to be super selfish um with (laughs) themselves you know like be and it's hard i have to be selfish you know when i'm riding and and put in my time, but then I have to turn that off when I come home and, and, uh, you know, give all my time to the family. But yeah, um, I would definitely not be where I am without her and, yeah. uh, the support. So it's been huge. And, um, she, she wants it just as bad as me, which is, is awesome. You know, like whenever I'm having an off day, she keeps me going and it's same for, same for her. So, Fantastic. um, no, it's been cool. It's, it's awesome. Um, we have a, a pretty cool thing going with, with, both the kids and, and another one on the way and um, kind of just living this life as, as long as we can and, and enjoying it. Yeah, it's good to see, man. You know, I think you're one of the favorite families of the sport, so it's really great to see. Let's talk a little bit about racing, though, man. This year, come in, obviously, as always, high expectations, great finishes, and unfortunately, a number of injuries and bad, bad just bad luck in some situations this year. Um you know, Orlando, Salt Lake City, obviously a couple outdoor yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the injury report for Iron Man. Like everybody had these injuries. Oh my god! And Christian yeah. just said, "Beat up." It's like god, <laughs> that, that really sums up your season, dude. Just beat up. Great rides, yeah. but beat up. Yeah, I think I'm just trying to push that to that next level, and and that's on the edge. Yeah. Um, I was fight. I was fighting for a title, and got got super close, and then you know got hurt with two rounds to go. So, um. You know, if I was getting hurt, getting 10th places and, um, not in the mix, then, then I would kind of be questioning it. But I think I'm, uh, I'm just trying to break through that, that next level and, and be up there more consistently. So I think that's why I've had kind of these hiccups and, and little injuries throughout the year, but, um, I'm putting myself in good, good positions and good places and just trying to, to attack them and, and see what, how it works. You know, I'm not going to back down from, an injury or a big crash or something like that. I'm going to keep fighting back and man, it's, it's been a up and down season, but I would say more ups than downs, which is that's good. what good we shoot hear. for. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is, that's what we kind of plan for, for the year. You know, it's, there's a lot of people that are, um, dealt with a lot worse than me this year with injuries and, and bad results and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm lucky to be in this position and, and have a couple whims under my belt and then, you know, plenty of top five. So it's been, it's been fun. I'm glad to hear that you, you've, you're seeing the positives. That's, that's fantastic. Hey, yeah, for sure. Hey, Christian. Yeah, what's I, up? Uh, so do you, do you feel like you're maybe starting a new trend with doing this, you know, hybrid season where you did half 250, half 450? 
Do you think you see more guys like Jay Mart was a name that came into mind, or maybe some other guys like that doing that as well? Or do you think it's just kind of a unique situation specific to what you're going through? Man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yes, I want to be in this position, but I don't. I want to be 450 full time, and that's my goal. But um, you know, it's very few of those rides open right now, so I got to take what I can get. And and you know, I'm I'm happy to be on the start 50 and it's, you know, obviously the best bike out there. So, um, giving me another shot, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I've heard of a few, few riders that are going to be going back down to 250 for supercross and, um, filthy is doing you know, it, why not? <laughs> yeah. Filthy's yeah. Doing why, it. why not? And, um, why not try to get some results and, and, uh, trying to, you know, bring it into outdoors. So yeah, who knows? I mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty cool thing that I have going on and, uh, I get to get a little bit of both, both, uh, classes in each year. So it's been fun. So I assume based off what you just said, I may have asked you this in the past. Um, you know, if they, if they gave you a 450 ride, star gives you a 450 ride for supercross, or they give you the opportunity for another 250 championship. You know, I mean, the 450 ride is more important than that 250 championship, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. I think that's everyone's end goal. Yeah. They want to, that's, that's everyone's main goal is to be on the 450 and, yep. and have a factory ride. So, um, but I'm not going to say, uh, you know, I don't want to be in my position right now. Like I missed out on a 250 title this year. Um, you know, I, I feel like I had a good shot of, you know, giving Colt a little bit more of a, um, problem at the end, you know, mm-hmm. he kind of got to ride it in, but you know, Colt earned that one and, and he, he beat me throughout the season. So, um, I think uh, I want to get another shot at that. So that's what that's what we're doing. I'm gonna try to try to get this uh, 250 title. It's it's been haunting me for yeah. so many years, and right. officially, you know, move up after that. But okay, either way, as long as I'm racing, I'm happy. Um, and I I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm putting in good results, and I'm having fun. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask you about the team, man. The 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 star team, obviously, right now is the most successful team in the in the pits. <laughs> Uh, 450 championship just wrapped up 250 supercross east and west and there's still a slim possibility you know jay coop could pull this thing off um if things go right how difficult mentally is it for you to be like oh this is so great our team's killing it but like it's not me you know and i should be that guy like to find that balance of being happy for the team but also being like kind of bummed for yourself like i, I would think it'd be a little difficult in the pits to put on a happy face all the time Yes and no. I think um, like if I didn't have the success I did early on this year and 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 I didn't challenge for a title, um, then I think I could be more a little more sour about it. But at the end of the day, I've I you know I did what I could um, and I had my ups and you know I, and not everyone can win their title. It's not going to be all all six of us on the team that sure. get to share this title. You know so. Um, it's their time. And if Jay Coop gets it, then, you know, that's awesome for him. And then obviously I got to watch Dylan wrap up the title and man, he, he earned that one more than, than anyone out there, um, from start to finish from round one till, till now, um, he was the better guy and, and I got to watch it all summer. So I think I had a front row seat to that one, but, um, yeah, I mean, I can look at it both ways. I can look at it and be sour about it, or I can use it for motivation, which that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm learning from Dylan, you know, since I get to watch him during the week and training and stuff like that. And, and, uh, just use that as, as building, um, try to be better and try to, you know, get to that, to that step, you know, sooner than later. Yeah. Great. 
Yeah, so I, I think kind of <clears throat> led right into my question. I kind of wanted to ask if you were, you know, being teammates with Dylan and seeing him, were you surprised at all, and not just the fact that he won this title, but how kind of how he dominated it and ended up winning it before the season was over? Was that a surprise to you at all? Um, y- yes and no. I think yes because it's his first four four fifty year, but no because he kind of uh, was dominant in the two fifty class the past couple of years. So you can kind of look at that and be like, oh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna kill it outdoors four fifty for sure, and. Um, I think since he didn't have the greatest 250 or 450 supercross that kind of shadowed him coming into outdoors, but, um, it's easy to look back and, and be like, okay, you know, he had those results last year on the 250. Why couldn't he do it again? So, um, I think the people that got to watch him and the people on the team during the week, you could easily say that he was a favorite coming in. Um, just how much fat, you know, how fast he was and, and how hard he trained and, was always out there during the day, you know, putting in motos. So like I said, it's been cool. Um, I got to see what it really takes to be a champion in this sport. And man, it's a lot of hard work, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I want to do that. And that's what I, I want, you know, before I, uh, you know, Call stop it. writing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to make this all about Dylan, but I just ask one more question and we'll drop that. But obviously we know the history of what happened, you know, and you guys let that go, I think a long time ago. But yeah. What has there been anything, I don't know how much time you actually spend with Dylan and Nastasia during the week or during, you know, on a race day, but has there been anything that surprised you about him? Because I think a lot of people had a really, a different opinion of him than what he's really like. Like I found him to be very, you know, funny and, and interesting and he loves the sport. And I just thought he was a really great guy, you know? So, I mean, I just wonder if anything surprised you about him personality wise, or if you even got to spend time with him. Yeah. Um, so since we moved out to Florida, it was kind of just me and him for a few weeks out here. And, you know, we got to, to hang out at the track a little bit and then obviously on race day, but, um, not, I think he, he, he puts off the, the mood and persona the way he does it. He does it on purpose. You know, I think he he's not very, um, outspoken or, or, you know, like Kenny kind of is the, the fan favorite in a way where he just, Dylan wants to get his job done and, and, and win. that's his goal is he doesn't really care anything that's in his way. So, um, I've got to spend time with them a little bit here and there. And we've actually went out to dinner and, um, his wife and my wife have, uh, become, become friends. So it's oh, been awesome. Um, it's hear, cool. Man. Yeah. I've got to see kind of his other side and, yeah. and the non-racing side. So that's good. Um, man, he's a, he's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah. It makes it, I, I would think it makes race day and under the tent a little more comfortable where you're not like, God, I hate that dude, you know? So <laughs> you know? yeah, uh, that was only a couple weeks, uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah I so. remember like page page, I mean, kind of like let it go and uh, publicly said yeah. like, it's, it's fine. Like a week or so right after it happened, you know? So yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Uh, the bike, right? The bike, the Yamaha 450 has come a tremendous way. It seems like from last year, uh, with Star taking it over, obviously we saw everybody improved, man. I mean, AP got better. Dylan was amazing. You you killed it on that bike. What is it about that bike that seems to be so just so good indoor and outdoor right now? I mean, it just seems to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for everyone to kind of look at that, look at it that way. But I think it's just been over time. It's been building, and then. And then obviously when star took it over last year, um, I think they kind of like, you know, we're going to make it, make it more simple and make it easier on everyone. And we're going to give you this bike and, 
you're going to put in the time, you know, I don't, I think it's easy to, to test too much and, and overthink the bike, t- you know, and that's a lot of what factory teams do is they try too much stuff and sometimes you get carried away. So, um, I think what stars good at is just is saying, you know, this is a good setup and we believe you can win on this bike. So, you know, here you go. And, uh, they believe in it. So that makes you believe in it. So, um, man, it's been cool to watch it, watch it, uh, kind of transition and, um, yeah, I'm happy to be a part of this team. Uh, I, I had I no bet. idea. I had no idea that the star would take over the 450 team when I signed <laughs> on star, but, um, yeah, I mean, it all happened for a reason and, and I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah, that's good. Eh? Cause it's funny. I'm sure everybody, you know, when, when the Geico was shutting their doors, you know, everybody was kind of panicked, you know, and things worked out for pretty much almost everybody. I mean, Mumford, maybe not so much, but yeah. he's struggling. But I mean, for the most part, you and Joe Shimoda, you know, all the, you know, obviously Jet Hunter, like things worked out. It worked out where, yeah, like you said, where it was meant to be. It's cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think Carson's obviously going through a couple rough patches here, but he's got the potential to, to make it. And yeah, as long as he sticks to it, he's going to be, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. So. I agree. I like that kid. Hey, so yeah, we, for sure. So we had a uh, fan question that was wondering with all the personalities, you know, you've got Mookie and Plessinger and all those guys. They just wanted a good uh, story about kind of behind the scenes or anything funny that happened like at the races or during training or just to give us a good, good star Yamaha story. Um, man, I, there's so many, I would say AP is the best. Um, <laughs> AP is, there's no like, Whenever, even when he's having a bad day, say on race day, he's still in a good mood, and it puts everyone around him, including me, in a good mood. Um, always smiling, always joking, and and we're you know we've become good friends. Also, um, it's been cool uh, hanging around him. And man, I would just say I would say him. He's he's kind of the obviously he's putting on this uh he's this he's got his mullet and <laughs> and uh, stuff like that, but. No, he's an awesome guy. There's not just one story that sticks out, but man, AP for sure. He does seem like he's just kind of one of those people that just brings a whole nother vibe to a situation. Yeah. Like, Oh, for sure. And it's always good vibes. You know, he's never, like I said, he's never in that, he's never too mad to where it's going to like piss anyone off around him or, or <laughs> kind of scare anyone. You know, he's yeah. always like, you know what? Screw it. You know, and then has a good mood and and turns the day around. So it's been cool. Dude, that's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, before Supercross started, we had you on and, and we talked about Jericho. And I don't, you, you didn't really know anything about Jericho just yet. Uh, Derek Rankin, uh, he's yeah. been wrenching for you all season so far. We talked about you know him being a metalhead and a big big WWE fan. How's it working, <laughs> Jericho? Bid man. It's been an awesome year. We actually. Uh, I got him his first win uh, in Supercross, so yep. that's cool to do. And then, um, you know, we we were in it together all year. Um, unfortunately, he's going to be a uh, not going to be a mechanic after this weekend, but oh, okay. he's moving on to to bigger and better things, and and I'm happy for him. But man, it's been it's been a fun season. I got to know him pretty well, and um, he's a good dude underneath all that uh that tough skin. Of yeah, his. I'm gonna have to text him. What what's bigger and better than Christian Craig? <laughs> exactly. <and Star laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? Jeez. But uh yeah, I have to text him to see what he says. But has he has he talked wrestling at all? Has he, you know, maybe got gotten Jagger into, you know, I don't know, whoever his favorite wrestler no. is. No, but I always bring it up to him because yeah. I have a couple wrestlers I don't like and that he likes. And, oh uh, nice. You know, we like to beef about that. Yeah. Well obviously with the nickname Jericho, we know who his favorite is, but 
exactly yeah. but no he's been he's been awesome um nothing but you know good times with him but nice. fortunately yeah he's uh he's gonna be moving on okay well i'm texting him right now go ahead scotty ask a question while i text Derrico. Jer- okay Jericho. hey so so to me you know being a guy that i love the nostalgia of like watching old 90s races and i and i grew up in that time so to me it's cool to see you and your dad kind of have like these similar careers generationally and i was just yeah. wondering if if being like him is still kind of like a motivating factor to you. And also is he still kind of involved and around for your racing career as well? Um, I think like younger, yes. Like my motivation comes from that, but I also got to see the other side of it with him and, and, and how he kind of, you know, ruined his career. And Mm -hmm. so I take that and I, I want to do the full opposite. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I hear some stories of, you know, just burning bridges and stuff like that. And, but you know what he had, he has more race, race wins than me right now. So (laughs) I can only talk so much shit on him, but, um, no, it's a yes and no. So it's been, it's cool that I have a dad that grew up racing and he got me into it and that's awesome and, and stuff like that. So, um, but I do want to, you know, at the end of the day, I want to, I want to be better. You want to be better than your dad and have more wins than him. But, um, no, it's cool. It's, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't, um, unfortunately have, you know, too much of a relationship him, with him right now. I'll see him at the tracks here and there, but, um, I'm, I'm focused on my career and my kids and yeah. family. Yeah. I think in the end, I think in the end, your, your legacy is going to be quite a bit greater just based off the, the, the impact you've had on the sport, the fans, you know, whether even if you never win as many races or you never win a championship, the impact that the Craig family has had on the sport, I think for the fans is pretty huge. I mean, that's that's my opinion. I think it's, you know, I think your legacy is pretty good. A um, couple more things before we let you go. Uh, the vlogs, they're still going pretty well. I know uh, Paige does them when she can. That, and then, of course, you've got the, the, the clothing now. Uh, what is it? Christian Craig... It's brand brand co yeah. dot co right dot co yeah. yeah yeah so how's all how's is all that going is that something she still likes to do i know the fans like to do it but or like to see it but is it still just kind of a, a chore yeah it's 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 hard for her but man we we love to uh show kind of our life and in my my racing career and just kind of behind the scenes we we started this in 2016 i think so mm-hmm. um yeah, it's, it's turned, you know, a lot of riders do it nowadays and it's cool to see, but, um, yeah, it's fun to do. And I love, cause, uh, you know, at the races, all these fans, that's, that's pretty much the first thing they say is, you know, where's Paige, where's Jagger. Yeah. And I watch your vlogs, you know, that's, that's sure. the first thing over anything else. So, um, I think it's pretty cool to, to see that fan base built. Um, and then obviously the merch just goes along with that. We kind of did that for the fans and, just try to make cool things um, and grow the sport and grow, uh, you know, my brand. Yeah, it's cool, man. Um, all right, last thing I have. You and Paige recently did the Moto Limited show with Nick and Trent over there in Australia. Um, yeah. Say something bad about those guys for me. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. They're, they're, they're watching no, that, right now. That guy is so cool. That guy is, that guy is really cool. Yeah. Um, we did a show with them. I think it was right before High Point. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they've always – and then, you know – I missed uh, Iron Man and, and he texted Paige and just checked in, you know, and it's just 
Oh. Used that's the last thing he needed to do, and he did that. So I think that's pretty cool. You're you're swelling Nick's head right now, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're in multiple group texts with those guys. Uh, big fans of those guys. Nick Nick yeah. helped me out a ton. Well, he hasn't actually lately, but he has helped me out a ton with the Pulpamex wrap up show I do for Steve. Uh, okay. Good good people, but I do have to tell you, Nick has a massive crush on Paige. <laughs> I think I, I think he's said that publicly. Okay. So. That's okay. fine. Well, I told him I was going to blow him out a little bit. So maybe that's why he's so nice to me. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Trying to get the page. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. But I, I, I bet that's not too uncommon having a crush on Paige. She's, <laughs> she's a pretty, uh, she's a smoke show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, was going to say, sure. I noticed how it was you and her on the show, not just you. So there's yeah. that kind of yeah. answers it right there. Well, <laughs> I, I gave Paige a little heads up. Yeah. I gave Paige a little heads up. Hey, man, he's Nick's a little bit yeah. of a creeper. <laughs> so. And he, he's he's a. Uh, I think Paige and him were the one that set it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know he he talks to her. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> slid into. I'm the fine DMs. with for now. I'm fine with for now. He's yeah. He's a long way away, and he can't really get here right now anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, he's a good guy. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. You got anything else? Nope. All right, well, Christian, man, uh, really appreciate it. we finally got a chance to get you on. I know you've been really busy, um, and it's, I've been wanting to do this for a while. So thank you for giving us some of your time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Good luck this weekend, buddy. All right, thanks. All right. Bye. See ya. I was trying to catch it before it did the beep, but that didn't work. All right, Christian Craig, that, good good interview. I don't know. Is yeah, Nick, uh, still on there? Yeah. Nick and Trent? I, I think so. They haven't said anything yet, but they'll probably yeah. come back on. They might have had to bail for a little bit or something. Uh, I but, didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that I hit a no-no question there. Well, I don't know that it's a no-no. I just. I feel I, bad. I, I kind of wanted to say and, something, and, but I didn't want to. Yeah, him and Mike don't really have like a tight relationship. Yeah, I didn't but realize I think he gets that. asked that a lot. So, it to me, it was uncomfortable. It might not have been anything to him. Yeah, I, 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 I wish I, I would have rephrased the question if I had known more. Yeah, about it's all that. good. It's all good. All right, uh, another quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Ryder D. Francisco. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. 
For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at Extreme Colors. That's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S. Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. All right, everybody, we're back from our second break tonight. Our next guest is brought to you by our title sponsor, Acherbys USA. You know the deal. Best products, last the longest, look the best, fit the best. Visit AcherbysUSA.com. Hit up Brian Fullerton, Talon Volan. Let them know we sent you. Tonight, Acherbys USA brings us my favorite amateur rider, Ryder D. Francisco. What up, Ryder D? What's up, guys? Dude, not much, man. Glad to finally have you back on. It's been a little bit. I uh, I saw you on part of the broadcast from this weekend when they were talking about the combine. I was like, "Who the hell's that kid that looks like an adult now?" Yeah, I've been uh, I'm growing the hair back out. Actually, I see that it may it may look may look older, but uh, yeah, I haven't caught it. Haven't got a cut. I guess you can call it a COVID COVID haircut. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's just like, dude. I mean, it, it feels like. We've only known each other maybe three and a half years, but you were, you know, at your age that you just grow up so fast. Like you were just a little kid riding your bicycle at Freestone, you know, and then now all of a sudden you're fucking almost a man. (laughs) Yeah. Once I, once I got on big bikes, I felt like, I don't know. I felt like me in my mind, I grew up a lot. Just, I think I thought I was big when I got on a big bike, you know, Uh, but when, but when I got hurt this past couple months when i was off i i think i grew doing anything like my body finally got rest to grow so like here in the past three months i've grown a lot well how's that working with your riding and being on the the big bike i mean how's the adjustment how are you feeling physically i mean is it really starting to all lock in because it seems like it from your results yeah um i've i've grown up uh i've gotten a little taller i've gotten a little heavier and and I'm still, I'm still getting better. Like each time I got on the bike, I feel stronger and, and taller. So it's, uh, it's good it, yeah. that it keeps getting better, you know? Yeah, so, that is good. Um, we, we've talked about yeah. that. Like how you're going to, how you're going to, when there's so much hype and so much pressure, you know, how you're going to con- like, uh, continue that. Right. And, and not have it be overwhelming. And like, I mean, that if you're, realizing that you're growing and you're getting better then I'm sure it's still fun and you're not losing any of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the big bike's fun. It's a fun process too. Yeah. Like racing and, and getting better every time you race is, is something to look forward to every time you line up. So yeah, it's been fun. Good, good. So, you know, you, now that you're getting to the big bike stage, have, has your program for like working out and conditioning and training, even even your diet and everything has have you kind of made that transition to where you're on what would be considered a a pro program where you're kind of doing all that like like as you would as a pro or are you still kind of making that transition from amateur uh i just got on a on a full program uh after or when i got hurt i had time to uh sit down and and get some stuff figured out um i'm on a meal program i pick up every monday and get meals for the whole week and then um I have a workout guy named Darren and then I obviously work with Ivan on the bike. So, right. um, yeah, we got a full, a full schedule going and, and, uh, these amateur combine deals have, 
have been something special to us too because we can work like a pro like we're doing longer motos and and we're not doing these short five lap motos right yeah, as yeah. amateurs do so now now that they brought that to us that we can work like as, as a pro you know do everything that they do yeah that's a big part of what i want to talk to you about tonight you know we we have guys like levi kitchen or whatever that come on come to pro and all the guys when they move up every year they're like wow it's it's a big difference right 30 minutes plus two or whatever it ends up being um you know, so 35 minutes approximately and at a much, much more intense pace than what they're used to in the amateurs with more more guys that are better, you know, in, in the field. So talk about the combine. You've done two of them. You've won them both. Uh, you know, overall, just is this something that you can see really taking off and being very beneficial in, in the long run? It sounds like it from what you just said. Yeah, I think I've learned more in these past two weeks of racing and and having the the times that the pros do and doing the longer motos than I have in the past year of racing like these little local races or these week long races. Like I'd rather do a full day program than go stay for a week at a at a big national. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I think it's it's cool to see like the progression. Like Levi Kitchen didn't have it. I mean, obviously he's a, a little late, but um, yeah, to see like. Cooper Webb and these guys didn't have it, and now that we're coming up and having it, I think it's a big help, and and uh, I think you're going to see like the the amateur scene grow now that they have these these coming through. Okay, cool. So you, yeah. you you've kind of been one of the the billboard guys since you were like four years old. He's the guy. Yeah, you like. I mean, I've I've been seeing stuff from you since you know I'm I'm 30 years old. And I've been seeing stuff from you since I was like 18 and you're not yeah. even pro yet. So you've been the limelight for so long and uh, we kind of wanted to know, like now that you're going pro, um, are you, what do, what do you do to, let's say combat um, not getting burnt out and like not, and like still having that drive since and still wanting to progress more and more. Yeah. I, uh, I work through the week. So I go down South uh, four, four days a week. Um, I'll drive down there on Monday and then, and then I ride through the week and then I come home and me and my dad just go have fun on the weekends. Um, we get to the shack with, with no stress and, and just have me and my dad time, you know? Um, I think that's big putting the work in during the week and then coming home and having fun with your parents and, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it makes it super fun and, and it like refreshes before the week starts again. So I think that's keeping it fun right now. And, uh, also, just coming home to my buddies and and some of my best friends are here in Bakersfield. So, yep. And uh, just getting away from it for like two days, and then obviously it restarts a new week. But yeah, I think that's that's key. Still hanging, I'm not with, getting burnt out. Still hanging with Jet and, and talking to Carson a little bit on the side when you can. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's my cruise. And don't we we talked to, every time I have you on, I bring this up, but Mathis is not going to steal you when you go pro, dude. Nah. No, he's he's got he's got Levi. Him and Levi talk right talk trash to each other. But when I I texted you a couple of months ago, trying to line you out with my Moto Limited buddies, and you're like, "Hey, they got to talk to my manager." And when the managers get involved, they're <laughs> going to go to Pulp first because he has a bigger footprint, and I understand that. But thankfully, you didn't we're, make me go through your manager, so we're good. Nah, well, Dark Side's cool. I've known him since <laughs> since I was little, so yeah, it's just a text away. Yeah, no, that's funny. It. We had one of our uh, listeners asked that since Steve doesn't mess with amateurs, once you go pro, um, are, is 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 he going to be able to steal you from the from the uh, uh, Moto X Pod show? Since we've been with you your whole amateur <laughs> career, 
No, never, yeah. never. Like I, I'm fine if you go on the Pulp Show, obviously. But yeah, if, you know, every once in a while, like I'll have a, I'll book a guest, and it's you know, obviously we do our show on Tuesday, and he'll book it, hit the same guest on Monday. I'm like, mother f. And <laughs> yeah, it gets all the stories out before you. Get yeah, them. yeah, because obviously he's going to ask probably the similar questions. Yeah, same so, thing. Yeah. Anyway, well, all right. Enough with that. Uh, yeah, you were talking about your dad a minute ago, though. We did that interview with your dad a few months ago, man. He's such a rad. Your family's rad. I love your mom and dad. Um, but have you ever rode a speedway bike with your dad? Have you ever jumped on one? No. So he raced, let's see, like maybe two months ago. Yeah. And he had it out the night before, um, obviously working on it. And I rode it up and down the street. I had no part. It was. It's like a bicycle with a motor on it, yeah, honestly. And no like, brakes, it right? seems super, super sketchy. Yeah. And like rolling down the street with no brakes, like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm it's, out. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, pulled out in front of you, or like, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I'm good, dude. I could barely get stopped with brakes. So yeah, right. I mean, I'm just yeah. I rode yesterday for the first time in a while, and I was like, wow, I'm really, really bad at this. So yeah, your your head is all like. It takes a couple of rides to get like your eyes when you take a lot of time off. Like I don't know, my head's always weird when I come back. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it just takes a while to get the feel for it, and yeah, it sucked. But anyway, um, so. What was okay? They talked about at the combine they were going to do some media relations stuff, and I don't know if they actually did. Um, did they touch on any media stuff like dealing with the media? Yeah, they did. It was actually super cool. Okay. Uh, Wygant, um, and some other guys like so the girl who runs Racer X Instagram and the promoter cross Instagram. Yeah, um, yeah, they were super cool. I just took it all in as a sponge and listened to whatever they had to say. Uh, well, obviously, Wygant's super good at his job, yes. So. Um, yeah, I just listened to them and, and, uh, they had, they had like a group of nutrition guys. They had a group of training guys and they had a group of media guys. So like we just went through the motions and, and every time we caught the track, um, we just went through them all and it was, it was a super big help. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I, this whole combine thing is, uh, super cool. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm glad to hear it. Cause we were kind of wondering, you know, obviously Steve talked about it too, like, is it really going to do what they want it to do? But hearing your side of it, it sounds like it's working. Yeah, I think they can. I mean, obviously, it's not as big as the red is and not as many riders. Sure. And, and I think that there's only 25 guys. And I think it's a perfect ratio. Like, I'm not catching the guy that's I'm not lapping a guy too quick. Um, and there's like there's own little races like me and Chance. We're going at it pretty good and then there'd be like a battle for fourth fifth and sixth like we're all super close yeah and i think having 25 guys instead of 40 <laughs> is is uh is cool beneficial like, we all yeah. get to battle each other you know cool so since you've been on cali for so long um is there like another brand that you've have been interested in riding or are you pretty set on your cali or what are is, you locked in are you locked in or is all all of the above I'm uh, pretty locked in. Uh, I thought so. I've been on green. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been on green for since I can remember uh, seven years old or something like that. Since I got on a 65. So they've done nothing but the best for me. And uh, yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah. And you got a pretty good relationship with Mitch, right? Yeah. Mitch yeah. and then holiday, which is our manager, the amateur manager. And then I'm starting to get to know the 450 side the factory okay. crew since i've gone on a big bike since i've been dealing with the shop lately yeah just going down there and hanging out um and those guys are super cool too so yeah they're a big help that's good to hear um what about working with mohead he's a trip dude he is so cool 
Yeah, he's been the biggest part of my program since I've gotten. He's he started working February or or January, and and he's probably been the biggest part of my program. He's he's a huge help. Um, he's super smart, yeah, super super smart. I'm really glad he got back into the hands-on side of it. You know, I think he was doing a desk job for a little while, and that just I knew when he was leaving Husky, I was like, that just doesn't feel like that's going to fit. Yeah, he fits pretty good with our crew. Yeah. Like our crew is pretty pretty laid back and and not too crazy, but uh, he fits he fits the laid back and also crazy side. So <laughs> right, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we had some uh, viewer uh, listeners that would that would wanted to know about the switch from one ninety nine to twenty three and and you know the significance of the number or anything that. Dark side's doing I'm looking for the 199. I oh, know you it's got behind it right me there. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we that, had that, <laughs> that jersey is so teeny tiny. <laughs> I, I've got to get a new one from him. Yeah, yeah you do. Hey, you uh, gonna be, are you going to be at Hangtown? Uh, I was thinking about it, but probably not. Okay. I've been busy I, with the past two weeks. I, yeah. I could watch it on TV. Okay. <laughs> I'm flying out Friday, so right. yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll make but it happen. The 23, the 23 199 situation. Uh, honestly, my parents came to me one night and they're like, Hey, would you, you ever thought of changing your number? And I go, yeah, but one and I suits me pretty well. And they're like, well, we'd like for you. Um, and, and, uh, manager, I don't know. JH Ricky Carmichael's guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know JH. Yeah. So he was like, dude, why don't you try a, a double digit number instead of a three digit? Um, I was like, ah, I thought of some numbers. It was either between 17 to 23. And I like 23 just because of who's ran the number, right? Uh, Michael yep. Jordan, those guys that are pretty, they're legends. So, of course, uh, yeah. Yeah, so 20, I think I thought 23 was is super cool. And, it, and uh, yeah, I went okay. with 23. I was kind of curious did, about that too. So, yeah, good well, question, Scotty. Did, uh, did making your own brand name outside of maybe like, having to be shadowed by the number 199 being Pastrana's thing, did that have any factor towards it? Yeah, that was probably one of the biggest parts. Um, just having my own, I mean, Sexton obviously has 23, but having my own number and, and uh, own little style to it, Yeah, as, as you can say, um, yeah, I, just, I think it looks a little bit better on my name, you know? Right, yeah. The coolest thing about Chase running it, though, is being on a Honda, the red and black, he can make it yeah, look it like the exactly he, like he makes it look like uh, Jordan's jersey, and that's that's pretty damn cool. Because yeah, I'm, yeah, Jordan's, cool. Jordan's still a man. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so all right. What else is going on, man? The, you got the Red and Gear deal. That's been new for the year or so. Yeah, getting close to a year. Okay. Uh, Pete Fox. Pete Fox is super cool. That yeah. dude's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've just been testing out. Um, obviously, Ivan got into it. And, uh, we just been testing for the past couple, couple of months. Um, they obviously just came out with some new colors and he's super cool with designs. So he can do whatever he wants. That looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I think they're, they still have a couple of designs with Fox that he's made that they're just coming out with. So it's like, he's like, yeah, I designed that. I designed oh, this. Nice. I'm like, dude, this guy's everywhere. Like, yeah, he has a legend. So yeah, working with him, something special. And then all the other guys he has are super cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm locked in with Fly. I love those guys, but it's cool to see a, a, a new you know a new company and somebody like yourself promoting it. And hopefully, you can you know have obviously once you go probably pro circuit, you'll be locked into whatever they use. But maybe you know once you go 450, who knows? Maybe 
Renan to come back around to you and it'd be a, like a, you know, your career brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to say. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, what you got, Scotty? Oh, uh, we, um, do you, do you hear a lot about uh, like people saying about Deegan is hiding from you and oh, the whole geez. race will race rider D when it's time thing. Do you, be- Go ahead. Before he answers, that was TJ's question, oh, by the way. Yeah. Before he answers, so 2000, the first year of the uh, futures, I think it was 19 yeah. or 18, 19, whatever, whatever year that was in Arizona, dude, at Air, Phoenix. So that would have been 18, I think. I don't know, whatever year it was, dude. There's this huge freaking right hand berm, Scotty, out the start. Yeah. And like it, it was massive. It, it was just, they didn't have anywhere else to put the dirt, basically. Deegan took Ryder so high on that. Just he's <laughs> yes, he's scared of Ryder. Yeah, he he had to like try to knock him off the track just to do anything with him. That's my opinion. Yeah, he's he's scared. He's <laughs> there's a lot of hype a hot take. with Deegan because he's scared of Ryder, who doesn't need that much hype. Ryder just does his talking on the track. That's that's my take. Go ahead, Ryder. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like it's funny because we'll line up. The other it was like a couple months ago. We lined up next to each other and the whole deal i was like hey brian have you heard like the whole will race rider d and he was like dude i love it like that's stuff that like we live for like those are things that goes around amateur motocross and um yeah i think it's super funny (laughs) honestly yeah i I hope and i told you this years ago that i hope that you actually can get along with all these guys right that you guys would be friends because i think for me the guys getting along in the racing and, and having fun. Like, we saw Dylan and Kenny, right, like, yeah. throwing whips and, you know, no-footers in practice or whatever at each other, and they're, like, they're having fun. Yeah. I like that. I like the fact that Ryder's friends with Jet Reynolds and Carson, and when they race together, they'll race aggressive. They will bang bars, but they're still buddies. Like, I don't – I not unlike Daniel Blair, I don't need the drama. Yeah. I like that they're it's, cool with each other. I think that's fun. It's cool to see that that they're able to have that kind of friendship off the track. And yeah. It seemed like it's kind of a, almost become an old school mentality to where you have to hate everybody that I you're competing like that. against. Yeah, yeah I don't it's like cool the, Jeremy to see Martin, this way. the Jeremy Martin theory where like I everybody's my enemy. I mean, if it works to get you to do better, fine. But I would rather, Ryder, you know, you just like – you get up on the podium and be like, man, that was a great race. It was so much fun battling with him. Like, I like that better. That's just me, though. Yeah. Winding up knowing, like, you can have fun with your buddies. Like, me and Jet, we race in local races together. Like, we'll obviously race each other hard. But yeah. we're pitted right next to each other. And afterwards, we can talk about it and laugh about it. Um, but, yeah, I'm not trying to make too many enemies before I go pro. So, exactly. I can at least have some fun and... Yeah. Not just get blown See, off the track or whatever. My boy's you know? smart. Yeah. My boy's smart. Yeah. So Ryder's going to be, Ryder's going to be special, Scotty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I'll try and be. <laughs> Being pro's hard so. enough. You don't need to add yeah. any trouble no. on there. I, I, dude, I, I'm stoked, man. I, you know, I've, I've been a fan of yours since I met you. And I, I, like Steve, really didn't follow the amateurs all that much until that year at Freestone. And I went out there and, I, and hell, I met Akua first and then met you, and I was like, oh, this kid's awesome. Did a really cool interview with your parents, you know, and yeah, I'm, so I'm all in. You already know that. Uh, anything else, Scotty, before we let him go? Uh, no, man, just looking forward to seeing you make that transition. We're yeah. ready, ready to ready to see see it happen, man. Good, uh, good luck to you, and just uh, hope that you, it all goes well, man. Thank you. I'm ready to make the transition, too. It's It's been fun. Um, getting on that big bike is like, the next level and and knowing that i'll be on that bike when i go pro is is cool 
So I, I can't wait. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Is, real quick, though, is is the plan to go... When do you go pro? Is it after Loretta's next year or two more Loretta's? Uh, after, I'm going to try and go after Loretta's next year. It just depends on, on uh, obviously, how I do and, yeah. and if I stay healthy, you know? Yeah, okay. well, why weren't you at Loretta's this year? Is there, hurt. Was you hurt? Okay, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if there was just an injury or something else happened. Yeah, yeah just an injury. I missed the regional by, like, oh, okay. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, look forward to seeing you next year. Uh, you know, maybe whether it be Freestone or whatever, I'm, I definitely want to see you. I got to get one of those new jerseys from you sometimes. So, but other than that, man, please tell your mom and dad I said hi, and look forward to talking to you again soon. Of course, thank you guys for having me having me on. Yes, sir. See you soon, buddy. Yeah, thank right. you guys. All right, all right. That's Ryder D. My 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 guy. That's you know, yeah. Zacho's retiring next year. I'll have Ryder D. There you You're go. rock and rolling. You know, we have we have a lot of people saying that they want they want the hype and the feud of all these people like like J Law and R V and Dunge and Reed and Stewart yeah. and how much they hated each other. But like I think if you take a, a you know, a different approach to it is if they like each other and they're cool with each other, then they're probably going to end up putting on a better race because if they hate each other, like Reed and Stewart, Reed, like Atlanta that one year, I think it was Atlanta 11, 12, 12, where he just came in and just completely knocked Stewart out and they both lost the race. Like I think if they're friends, they're going to have a more respectable, good race rather than just people T-boning each other and just having all this. I feel that way. I mean, and and Daniel might be – just doing the Daniel thing of joking or hype when he says that he likes that stuff. Maybe he does. Some people do like that, right? Some people like having, oh shit, are they going to take each other out on purpose? Are they going to get in a fight? But I don't, I don't need that in my racing. But what's what, what do we do? We race. Yeah. We don't like, fight. We don't. Think about like Joe and Jet, right? Joe Shimon and Jet. They they block past each other a couple races. Like I think it might have been Houston. I can't remember. Maybe one of the earlier rounds. They were block passing each other and, and going back and forth. And it was very aggressive, but they were like their best buddies. Dude. But it was clean. That's freaking awesome. Yes. Maybe I'm just too nice of a guy. I will. I want the aggressive racing to be aggressive and clean, and not the aggressive racing turning dirty because there's that out. There's that, you know, the angel and the devil on the shoulder. And if you hate the guy, then it's like, ah, dad, take him out. And then so like I don't. I don't know. I feel like the more respectable uh, feud would is is better. But you know, a lot of people are going to disagree with that. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to one of my besties, Liz Hooker. She's watching. She's friends with Evan, who we're going to talk to in a few, minute, in a few minutes. If you guys remember a couple years ago at the Nashville race, Liz was the makeup to mud. She's uh. awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, she's, she's kind of got away from the sport for a little bit. Now she's back into it. She, she goes up to Washougal all the time. So, uh, Liz, gra- glad you're listening and watching. But she, she's only watching for her friend Evan. Clearly, Evan's a better friend to her than I am because she doesn't watch every week. But that's okay. We love you, Liz. So, uh, okay, quick commercial break, and we will be right back with Evan Nystrom. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, 
If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod Show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Okay, guys, we're back. Last segment of the night, man. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into one of the top goggle companies for many of the top privateers. Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, John Short, Kyle Chisholm. A, well, no, A-Ray's out. My, my, my bad on that. A-Ray's going to come back to us, though. X-Brand Goggles, the new Lucid Goggle is out. Go to your local dealerships. They are uh, supported through WPS. Check them out. Ask for the Lucids or hit me up, Darkside MX3 AOL. I'll get you hooked up. Other than that, tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us Mr. Evan Nystrom from EN Lifestyle and Performance. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, you reached out to me a few weeks ago, and it's taken me a little bit of time to get you on here, and I apologize for that. But um, you've been working with our guy, Derek Kelly, for a while, huh? Yeah, Derek and I started working together um, prior to the Supercross season. Um, Hard to say that we had a a good start. He had a couple injuries. So, honestly, during Supercross, we were just trying to get a good foundation set for him. Yeah, so you you emailed me a little bit of your history. You do strength and conditioning. Uh, You've done... You've raced motocross. You went to college for this stuff. So give us a little bit of your background so our listeners can understand what, where you come from, what you know. Yeah, absolutely. So like a lot of riders, I started riding dirt bikes when I was young, racing the local races and everything, especially here in Washougal, Washington. And so started racing when I was three years old. So I've been around the sport for about 25 years now. Um, took a hiatus from the sport to go actually be a track and field athlete in college and earned my degree in exercise science and started coaching after that but i didn't start coaching motocross athletes actually until the last year so my first six years of coaching was just more of getting my feet wet within being a coach and helping people out and everything but 
kind of drew my two passions of health and fitness and motocross and brought them together. And it's been, it's been a good year. Yeah. Has there been anything that, you know, through what you learned education wise and then working with non-moto athletes that translates and helps you maybe, you know, maybe something that you didn't, that moto athletes don't really know or don't really use like a, a technique or like, has there been anything that you can transition into the motocross field that's beneficial that isn't necessarily widely used? Yeah, actually a big thing that I'm kind of bringing in with my riders that I'm working with is um, periodization through a full year of programming. So making sure that there's a postseason to an off season to a preseason and an in-season training that allows them to adapt appropriately throughout the time that we're working together. So like if Supercross is the big, um, you know, big show for them and they're going to go racing in January, we have to make sure that we're going to have a solid uh, postseason and off-season to make sure that they're ready and equipped to go race in-season. And that's the same principles that we would take for any athlete whether it's football basketball baseball and everything like that so the certifications and the education that i carry really allow me to take what i would bring to like a university which is the path i was going to go for a little bit was i was applying to universities to be a strength and conditioning coach and kind of found out more about the the job occupation and found out i wouldn't be able to ride my dirt bike very much or you know be able to go hiking or rock climbing like I do. And I didn't like the sound of that. So I decided to, uh, to make things my own. And, you know, that's when I was like, started helping out more of the motocross racers that are around me locally. And one of them being Brian Marty actually is, is who introduced me to Derek. Okay. And yeah, so it's kind of just like, I know Brian Marty from local, he's from, um, Tumwater up here in Washington. And, so he was riding at Derek Kelly's track. He said, Hey, you know, I got a trainer. You want to work with him? So got in contact with Derek. And it's kind of been uh kind of been the growth throughout the years, just you know, one guy leads to the next guy leads to the next guy. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, yeah, once you get your foot in the door that they it kind of starts opening other doors. Yeah, and that's and honestly, dude, if like you look at Derek Kelly, right? He's I don't know if he's really made a name for himself completely yet. Obviously he's a privateer, it's a struggle. But watching his results, he's had crashes. He's had some uh, issues with the you know malfunctions uh, and whatnot. But watching him come through the pack, like the last two races, he's gone down in the first turn in Moto One. I think both times, and then he comes back to like I don't know fifteenth or whatever. I mean, his conditioning's obviously good. He's got speed. Uh, so I mean, it seems like just he he never quits unless the bike quits or he gets yeah. Hurt. So I mean, it seems like the conditioning is working. He's uh, he, he seems like it's really, you know, really fit. And I, I, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. He's been, especially this last weekend, it's obviously a bummer, the yeah. uh, malfunctions and everything. Cause he's riding amazing and his conditioning is definitely where it needs to be. Um, he's clocking off some of his fastest lap times at the last five minutes of a moto, exactly. which especially out at Paula is just like unheard of. Yeah. So, okay. you know, it's, it's really cool to see that, but you know, I think he's really, starting to become more of that like fantasy guy. I hear all over people asking me like, Hey, how is Derek doing? Should I put him in the lineup this week? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I told the story last week. I had him on the team, not, not at, uh, 
Hangtown, or not at Apollo, but the previous week. What was that Iron Man? Yeah, at Iron Man. Yeah. And uh, of course, he got the flat, and he like he couldn't have been off the bike more than five minutes. And he texted me, "Sorry about your fantasy points." I was like, "Dude, come on! Like, it's just not. It's, yeah, like you shouldn't even be thinking about that. It's so not that big of a deal." But yeah. Yeah, he he's he's definitely good for fantasy points. I took him. Well, I'll, I'll be taking him this weekend for sure. Yeah, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Scotty. Okay, so you know he kind of mentioned earlier about like what's something from the conditioning community that you've taken over to Moto. But I kind of wanted to do a little bit of the opposite. You know, if you were to talk, if you were in a conversation with people that were all personal trainers and a lot of them that didn't know anything about Moto. What would be the most interesting aspect about moto that you would describe to them? Like, what's what's the most unique thing about our sport compared to maybe some others? That's a great question. I really like that Come question. On, man, you can't. Say it. Oh, Jesus. it is. That's a race. great question. Scotty's going to want to race. Well, you mean actually get paid? No, I, I just think it's some hard jerky. Or oh, something. some hard jerky. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I can start. <laughs> So what I would say is, you know, if I was talking to more of like a general public trainer and describing motocross, I think one of the things that baffles a lot of people is definitely the the heart rate zones, of course. So working at such a high heart rate for an extended amount of time, technically, you know, we have our aerobic system, which is oxygenated system and an anaerobic system, which would be non-oxygenated. And when you surpass a certain heart rate, we start to not be aerobic anymore and we become anaerobic but these these guys are out there for 30 minutes in a state that is not aerobic anymore so the body theoretically wants to just shut down that's why it creates all the byproduct of lactic acid um, and the hydrogen and stuff in the muscles that pump them up it's kind of a um, a fail safe telling them you know your check engine light is on we need to be careful otherwise something bad might happen and unfortunately, to some riders, some stuff bad does happen when they don't shut it off. And there's things that can happen hormonally in the system or sicknesses that occur because the body is so beat down. And we're kind of seeing a, a peak of illness, unfortunately, at the end of a motocross season right now. So I would definitely say that like running a 180 heart rate for 30 minutes, most trainers are going to be like, oh, that's not doable. That's not something that can happen. But right. right. When we're on dirt bikes, our our nervous system flips to the fight or flight, whether we like it or not, because it kind of feels like it's going to be life or death in a way. So it's fight or flight. All the blood goes out to the tissues. Hormones are being released from the adrenal glands, you know, the adrenaline and cortisol and stuff like that, those stressor hormones. And so the body just is like survive at all costs at that point. But it takes a certain trigger for that to occur. And apparently a 230 pound dirt bike with 40 plus horsepower underneath us does that. Yeah. Wow. See over my head and Liz is watching on YouTube. So she's making fun of me. Cause I did the over my head movement movement a little while ago. Like, <laughs> you lost me, but then you, you got me back when you explained it. But yeah, that's so much well, stuff that like, I don't think about, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete. I just go ride and I wonder why the hell I'm, Spent. Well, it's kind of almost like the answer is like the fact that the 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 equation of a, adding adrenaline to the equation, yeah, really really changes the whole game. And that and to hear that scientifically from your side was really cool. That was really interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. It's the it's the adrenaline, a hundred percent. When those hormones kick in, we probably, our primal survival doesn't really care. It just wants to survive, so it doesn't really care how it gets it done as long as we survive. That's cool. Yeah, it's I, I, the heart rate like is so mind blowing to people when I talk to them about the sport. I literally just had this new girl start working with us at at where I work, and you know, like. We were talking about what we do outside of work, and I talked about the sport, you know, and she started asking questions, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's one of the most physically demanding sports in the world, and she did the typical, what, you're just sitting on the bike. People would say that uh, all the time. And when I gave her the heart rates for as long as they do it, her mind was blown, you know, and then this past Sunday, I'm at my parents' house, my dad's watching NASCAR, which, sorry, is boring as hell to me, but they have a <laughs> heart rate monitor on the drivers on TV, like we... Like Steve has talked about doing, like, you know, we'd be cool in motocross. They've done it a little bit. Yeah, but it's like, I guess it's on the, anyway, it doesn't matter. Like, they're they're getting excited that somebody's heart rate's at, like, 135 for a moment. You know, like, 135, whoop-de-doo, tried, yeah. like, 185, 190, you know. It's just unreal what these athletes go through. Yeah, and I've, I've never seen that on the NASCAR, because, once again, I like just like you, I don't watch that. It's a little bit boring, but I... I can't imagine their heart rates exceeding anything above that. The adrenaline is going to pump it, but their muscles aren't really asking much of them at that point. Like they are very talented drivers, but yeah, you know, they're not jumping and bruising around. Yeah. It's more G forces probably. I mean, I know, I know that's really strenuous on the body. Like I'm not taking anything away from those guys, but it ain't, it ain't the same. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> well, well, they, they did that. I also did it on, I was watching the, the FedEx Cup playoffs for the golf this weekend, and they did the same thing where they introduced a, a heart rate. They were doing it on one of the big name guys, Man, and like I'm when so sick of us talking about golf when it here. when it when it landed when the ball landed, it was and I've and I've experienced this feeling because I play golf too. When the ball landed and it's rolling towards the hole, there that's when their heart rate spiked. It wasn't when they, they were swinging ninety. Like I think they I think they got to like one like like one like one sixty one fifty one sixty. Well, I'm balls. trying to. I've, I know, I'm trying right. to make a point here, Dark Side. <laughs> I'll let you. Uh, so it's you know, and I've experienced that feeling of of that that heart rate jump, and it feels completely different in that scenario than it does on the bike because, like we were saying, because the adrenaline, other stuff. So it, yeah, it's definitely a completely different world. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Evan, besides Derek, you you mentioned you work with uh, amateurs, all different <clears throat> ranges of riders. Like, how's that going? I mean, are people? Reach like how do they find you first of all? I know you on Instagram. It's the letters E N for your name, Evan Nystrom. E N Lifestyle Performance. But uh, like, are people reaching out a lot? Are you getting a lot of work out of this thing? Is you know, are people really taking to it? Yeah, it's um, it's been really good. I you know, it's funny because you know, I do have the local writers that I work with, and I'm super appreciative of anyone and everyone that reaches out to me and wants to work with me. Um, which we'll get to how I do that. Cause I think that's a, always a big question is how I kind of work with people that yeah. don't live around here. Right. Um, you know, but I have, you know, going into supercross right now, I've got about six individuals that I'm helping out going into supercross and I got some really good local pros that just love having a good time and, you know, race the series when they're, you know, local in Washougal or I got a couple guys going down to Hangtown. but Oh, cool. The, 
the big thing is, is, you know, I just want to be able to help out the community as much as I can in the Northwest. And there's seemed to be maybe a little bit of an absence of a motocross trainer up here. That's an off bike guy. There's fantastic on bike trainers around here because there's a lot of good pros that have come out of the Northwest. Um, but I'm kind of the first one that's introduced himself as more of just like an in-gym off-bike yeah. trainer, even though I do do a little bit of like on-bike because it's still relevant, but I'm not going to tell someone how to hit a corner. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah I, I've got guys across the board, and i got a couple of kids that are really coming up and have some good talent to them. And, you know, I think having proper training at a young age is really really important. That's really what kind of started me into health and fitness and my career as a whole. I grew up breaking bones, surprisingly not from motocross, <laughs> just fluke, fluke crap, you know? Oh, okay. Um, and I played traditional sports and I started lifting them properly. You know, I was playing football, running track and field in high school and I was I didn't know how to lift. I just knew that, oh, more weight meant better, right? <laughs> sure, um, sure, yeah. Yeah. And I blew my, blew my shoulder out. Oh shit. You know, I had a, I had a shoulder surgery at the age of 17 and it was like, that's wow. shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening. And so that really kind of triggered my, my interest into learning more about the body to help out all athletes, but also younger athletes so that they can avoid that, yeah, you know, and cool. in our sport, it's not a matter of, you know, if you crash, it's, it's when you crash. So you know, lifting strengthens our, our tissues, our bones, our ligaments, our joints and muscle protects them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I need to start working out probably cause nothing protects me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have been riding my bike, my road bike lately, and I do have weights at the new house and I'm lifting very minimal weights because I'm old and weak, but I'm getting there, man. I'm, I'm trying to get my butt back in shape. Hey, you're either progressing or regressing. So at least Good working point. forward is better than nothing. Good point. So we we had um, we had an amateur guy, Ryder D, that was on the show just a minute ago, and he we talked with him about his transition in his program and training and diet and everything from amateurs to pros. And I kind of wanted to know what maybe what your biggest difference was when you take a guy from amateur, and what's the biggest thing that you change in that transition to those different programs. Yeah, that's a really good question as well. I think the the biggest thing is when you go racing on the pro series, you get further away from home and nutrition when you're on the roads hard. Um, so about, like, dude, there's a Pizza Hut and a McDonald's on every <laughs> corner. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a big no right there. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, that was, that was something I started working with, um, Derek this summer on was actually before he would travel, he would send me where he was staying. Um, I would kind of do some research around the area, appropriate places that would have good quality foods that are going to not upset the body or upset his gut. Cause he had one bad round where he was just not feeling good after mm -hmm. eating something. He was like, I need help, man. Um, so that, that's the big thing. And, you know, I, I don't really like make plans as far as nutrition goes. You know, I'm not the guy that's going to just hand you like a nutritional diet plan and say, follow this and all will be well. I like to teach over time um, how to eat better, what's going to be more appropriate, what's going to be less appropriate and allow the individual to obtain that information so that they're able to 
have it for life and apply it for life. Like they're all motocross riders, you know, beginner to pro are all going to have a point where they have to live a normal life. And if you have information that can help you just be healthy in the longevity of your life and be able to not, you know, be a blob and hurt and be inflamed all over the place. Like it's, it's good information to have. So it's more of a learning and teaching than anything else. So that's a process. So for like the amateur guys, I'm going to keep it pretty simple um, and start to kind of teach them the lower basics about the nutritional stuff and then allow them to learn as we go and make those transitions um, for their body as they grow as well. I like it. I like it. Again, I don't think I do good on that program, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, you, 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 I'll kind of fit into the more inflamed blob category. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, okay. So I want to talk to you about one more thing about your, your program, but, and then we're going to try to make fun of Liz a little bit. Um, that you talked about being able to do this stuff when somebody is not right there with you, physically with you, uh, with COVID, obviously things like zoom and a lot of other apps have come up, you know, where you can do stuff from across the country if you have to, or even across the world. So have you implemented some things like that where you can work with athletes that aren't right there in Washington with you? Yeah. So I don't do the, the like zoom stuff. I, I, I find that to be this glorified babysitting. I'm not, (laughs) not a fan of it. Okay. Um, but I have an app. So my training app is really user friendly. So when I put together people's programs, nothing is cookie cutter. So everyone gets their own program that's based around what they need and what they want and what I find is going to be the most appropriate for them from, you know, the cardiovascular standpoint to the strengthening, mobility, recovery, and then some of the nutrition as well. And the app's interface is really, really nice because it will have um, the exercise listing, then the reps, the sets, the weights, and then also within the app, if somebody doesn't know what the exercise is, there's actually a quick little video that's going to be about 30 oh, seconds. That I like that. is just a a quick cueing demonstration and honestly nothing different than if I was in person with them telling them this is what you're going to do. This is what you're looking for. The one downside to it, and this was a conversation I had with a writer earlier, was, okay, you get the demonstration, you hear, you know what you're supposed to do, then you start doing it, but you're not doing it correctly. You don't have that second pair of eyes to catch it. Yeah, yeah. So that is the one downside to it. Um, but I try and do the best work around that I can, you know, like I just got Justin Starling signed up and, um, getting him going here pretty quick. So like for him being in Florida, the biggest thing is going to be, you know, just the communication portion of it. So I set up weekly calls with these guys to make sure all is well, but also as they go through their exercise routines in the app, that it gets checked off and that actually comes back to my side of it on the admin side where I can go through and be like, are these guys doing anything or are they not? If they're not, then I can hit them up. And I usually make sure they're okay first. I don't want to be like, Hey, why the hell are you not doing your workouts and have them be like, well, I broke my ankle. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm always like, Hey, is all good. And they're like, yeah, good. I'm like, okay, so why aren't you doing your stuff then? <laughs> yeah, right. Time for some reprimand. Yeah. I like Justin. I just had Justin on, I did a quick check-in with him like two weeks ago. He's a good dude. Yeah, he, he really is. He's been a fun one. We haven't got him going on a program yet. It, it takes, it's a little bit of a process. He's still getting his, um, his own program set up for the season. So mm-hmm. we're, we're in the works of getting that going, but I've got, like I said, I got six guys that are ready to, 
get going hard for uh, Supercross this season. So I'm really excited. Oh, I dig it, man. All right, let's get into our our mutual friend Liz Elizabeth yes. Hooker. Um, I've known her for a few years now. You know, met her makeup to mud stuff, and, and we, we had her on the show when that was going on. And then we went to Nashville together to the race for Supercross a couple years ago. Love Elizabeth, but please tell me you have some funny stories or anything that we can embarrass her about. Oh man, I don't have too uh, many too many like embarrassing things. Liz, Liz has been a pleasure to work with. Um, yeah, she she came to me you know, just wanting to kind of get back into a fitness mode and everything. Cause she did kind of have a little bit of an absence away from motocross, which I feel like at one point or another, a lot of people do. Sure. You know, I had, oh, yeah. I had my six years away from yep. it as well. Same. Um, so, you know, she came in, she just wanted to get a good base again and we started working together. And that was actually when we became more friends too. And, um, her wife or excuse me, her wife, my wife, <laughs> she would like to say it's her, um, <laughs> they became pretty good friends. And so it's just been, it's been a good experience. And it's funny because we've known of each other for years and, you know, just didn't know each other. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool to get to know her and, you know, become friends and have that person at the racetrack that comes up and, you know, she, as you know, she's giddy as all hell. So yes. it's good energy. She's, yes. <laughs> Yeah, she'll that that long ride from Dallas to uh, Nashville. She was she was a lot of fun. She's she's a giggle box, and yeah, she's she's fun. She's a cool chick to hang out. And I got to introduce her to Eli Tomac and McGrath, I believe. So that was cool for her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she said she uh, she wants to be my wife more than his wife, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so she's still in your wife. It sounds like Evan. Well, when we started working together, I told her that was the one rule is that she couldn't steal her. So she, she knows better. <laughs> yeah, Liz is really like if you guys, you know, Elizabeth has been on our show. It's been a couple of years. You can go back and find some of those old shows. And I'm sure you can find her makeup to mud, man. She's been through some struggle streets and always positive and just really, you know, she was spreading her, her story back then. And, you know, and like I said, she took, you said she took some time off. But she's back at the races. She's working, doing some stuff at Washougal. She's a nurse. She kicks ass. She's just a cool, fun chick. I mean, and yeah, she's. I love. I love Liz. I wish I had. I wish she lived closer. Where we can hang out more. Yeah, I think the closest uh, mutual area sounds like you're going to Hangtown, and I think that would be about as mutual as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe she'll come down. I don't know. Hopefully, she'll. She'll. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see her. It's been a long time, but I am going to Hangtown. So, are you, are you coming down? I'm not. I okay. um, debated debated on it at one point. Um, things didn't line up, unfortunately. But I understand. Um, ne- maybe next year I'll be able to travel around to the races a little bit more. That's kind of the plan. Okay. Um, I was able. Obviously, I was able to go up to Washougal. That I live 15 minutes from the track, oh, so that cool. was that was pretty easy um, to hop up there. And I was actually able to have a setup, and I helped Derek out quite a bit that day um, in between the motos. And then I had about three other riders that were up there racing as well. So I was just up there doing the, the stretching and the warming up and everything to help them be as ready as they can be. Dude, that's cool, man. I mean, who knows where that can lead, you know, that you get your foot in the door of some of these guys and they see that it's working it could grow, man. And, and we see it with a lot like doc G and, you know, Alden or whatever these, I mean, Davey's helping a Ray and Carson Mumford and it, you know, it takes somebody you've got all the, the schooling and the, the professional 
background or the education is what I'm trying to say. Plus you mm-hmm. ride. So I think that really works well for these riders. It sounds like it's a good program. As a matter of fact, Liz just texted me and said the only reason she's reason she's back riding and on a bike is because of you. So she's giving you all that credit. Oh, that's, that's nice of her. That's, that means a lot. Yeah, she's cool. So, uh, anything else, Scotty, before uh, we let him go? Well, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I, I think it's awesome to have guys like you and we've seen more and more of that in the sport. Cause you know, recently we've had two guys the main guys like Kenny and Dino have both have both had Epstein bar. And so it's cool to see stuff like this and like, maybe I, you don't have to go too deep into it, but did you have any insight or is there red flags that you look for to stop things like Epstein bar from happening to guys? Yeah. So I actually just made an Instagram post. Um, shoot. I think it was last week that was on, um, Epstein bar and Addison's, um, disease, because those are two things that were fairly, you know, recent in the sport that we're hearing, you know, people missing races with. And, right. you know, I was like, I, I kind of saw that as my duty with my background in education to kind of step up and, you know, say something about it. So, um, made a good post. It's on my Instagram. Anyone can go check it out, of course. But to answer the question, one thing that I use mainly to make sure that, you know, we don't get to that point is not overworking. Rest is just as important as the work. And I think a lot of trainers, and I don't know who they might be, but they might be overworking their athletes to the point where like work harder, get better results type mentality or like, Hey, quit being a baby about this. I won't use bad words in it, but you know, um, you know, and I I hear it, you know, I have guys that worked with other, um, trainers and I hear, you know, kind of the toxic training patterns that are in the moto and it's old school, you know, and I, I think unfortunately it's leading guys down a path of illness because when I mentioned that whole, um, sympathetic fight or flight, um, nervous system. And when we're in that, all the blood goes out to the tissue and it actually leaves our organs where our immune system sits, which most of our immune systems in our intestines. So fun fact for everyone there. Um, so when the, when the blood leaves that area, our immune system just goes to crap. So if these guys are being ran down 24 seven, for most of the season, you know, supercross is a long season. Then they get a couple weeks and it's motocross for a long season. Yep. Their immune system has no chance. And so the Epstein bar virus is a virus that can get into our systems. That is an opportunistic um, virus where it will be in there, but be dormant until it has a chance to take over. Okay. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. And so that's, it's a precursor to a lot of things, but so like any one of us could have it in us right now, but it takes something to trigger it and it takes a weak immune system. And so when these guys get fatigued and tired towards the end of the year, you're going to start to see that a little bit more. And so the programming portion and splitting it up by, you know, the postseason, offseason, preseason, in season is really important because there's cycles of growing somebody and pushing them hard, but then also backing off and deloading them so that they can actually recover. Wow. Really interesting. Cool stuff. Well, hey, how can somebody get a hold of you that wants to maybe ask you some questions, get involved with your program? Uh, obviously, I mentioned your Instagram at Ian Lifestyle Performance, but is there a website that with an email? 
Yeah. So the, um, my Instagram tag is the exact same as my website, the Ian lifestyle performance. Um, so my website, you can go on there and contact me through there or through my um, email address, which is just Evan at, um, ianlifestyle.com. So I, I kept everything very simple so that it's kind of falls over to each other and easy to get in contact and everything. So that's a really good way to contact me. I'm, I'm working every day. I I do this all on my own. So, you know, I'm doing the admin stuff and I'm doing the books and also doing the programming and the training. So it it is, but I I at least get to keep my eye on everything. (laughs) Sure. Well, Evan, man, it's really, I'm glad you reached out to me. It's been really cool talking to you and very informative, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yep. All right. Thanks. All right. That's Evan Nystrom. And that was cool. Some of it was over my head, but like he well, turned around and explained it to where I, I got the vibe, right? I got the, I got the gist. You know, and, and our sport needs an open mind to stuff like that. They don't need to see that kind of thing. But, oh, it's over my head. So I'm not, I'm going to pay attention to it. The, the sport needs that. And I, and I thought what he had to say was really interesting. That was, that was very cool. Very cool to hear. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of my questions that I kind of had in my head, he, for him to put the, the scientific, background yeah. behind that was was really answered a lot of my questions and it was really cool to hear yeah uh is it hot in here I, I feel fine god dang it's hot all right i don't know it's just me i am right it's under this men- i guess i hit menopause maybe menopause menopause yeah. oh um so do we want to do our yeah do we get a winner for the fly socks uh, yeah hold on Let me, Liz, give me, Liz doesn't give me, want them give me two seconds to scroll back to it all right TJ TJ's was good, but we can't always we obviously can't give it to not him. Eligible. Yeah, uh, I'll read. T- I'll read TJ's first. Dude, Where? why would you even give him credit? It, it it was it was definitely he definitely did the challenge of uh of corny dad joke. Let's see, I'm gonna have to go way back up here. While you're looking for it, I want to thank our sponsors again: a Cherby's USA title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, working on getting them back for 2022, as well as X Brand goggles. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Hit them up at Berm Lords on Instagram. Graphics at BermLords.com if you want to get a quote on graphics or Jersey ID. EatRJerky.com, promo code MotoXPod21. Williams Moto Work for all your engine stuff. If you want a you know, complete engine packet, power package, cams, porting, transmission to ECU at Williams underscore Moto Works on Instagram. Extreme Colors, helmet painting. Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, promo code MotoX, Fly Racing, and Power Band Racing. Thanks to all those guys. Did you find it? Yes. Yeah, so, so TJ's was, why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they would be bagels. Okay. <laughs> why did Liz just give me the middle finger? Did I do something wrong? I don't understand. She flipped me off on Twitter on here I don't and it hurts my feelings Liz. So then I guess the the one I'm going to give the the give the give the the, the winner to will be uh, Mark Burnett. He said, "Okay. Well, what's the difference between a politician and a flying pig?" Don't know. The letter F. Flying <laughs> <laughs> pig, flying pig. Sweet. Well, Mark, if Mark's going to win the socks and he also won last week's giveaway, which I need to know I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show where I said he was the winner of that, so he can have the X brand T shirt. You got you get he's, he's he could have the, two pair of fly socks if he wants. You get you get two picks, man. He could have He even package. had another he had another joke too. He oh, was really? the double winner. Yeah, he could have a package of the jerky 
or some shock socks. So email me back, Mark. Respond to the email. Give me your address. I will get you a pair of socks and whatever your other pick is out. And I need Adam Kidd to email me back for the big winner, the Cherby's uh, chain slider and chain guide and slider kit. So uh, I think that's about it. Other than I did mention that I rode yesterday for the first time in a long time. Went out to my buddy's track here and down the road that was super dry and sandy. And I suck, dude. Like, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to just go back out, especially in a dry, oh, sandy yeah. track. And I haven't been on that 06 in a long time. And when, it was bogging. When you, oh, carburetor, man. Yeah, no. yeah. I know. I, I need to get a five bike. <laughs> uh, I got to pull that carburetor back apart because it's only been a... I mean, it's only... I just put it back together, but it's been sitting for months. So maybe the... It, it kind of was okay once it got warm, but... Did you get, like, pumped real quick? Because it sounds like, okay, oh God, for, yeah. for me, like... You're not, you haven't rode in a while. Yeah. When you haven't rode for a while, you want to kind of come back and like kind of ease into it. Oh, I was kinda easing d- into it. All right. Like flow. But when you go ride a dry sand track, you're dumping the clutch and using a lot of strength and your forearms yeah. are pumping up. So oh, yeah. I can see how that'd be a little frustrating, but at least you, you rode. That's seat my time, goal. Seat time, is, cause it's, it's literally like two miles from my house from here. So, and he's like, dude, I don't even have to be here. You can ride anytime you want. Just come out. And even the track's not going to be necessarily prepped. But it's somewhere just to get some bike time and get some get my legs built back up and my arms built back up because I'm hoping that I'll have a newer bike in a few months and I want to ride more. So let me know next time you do it. I'll come out there with you. Yeah, and I've I've been riding the road bike not very far. Like there's a loop from my house down in the town and back that's it's four miles, and I've only been doing it one time. Like I'll ride four miles early in the morning, but. Yesterday, I rode it twice. I did eight miles. I'm trying to build up and get a little bit better shape. That's good, man. I want to start riding the, the BMX bike more. TJ got a, a like a park bike, so he's planning on coming up here to ride the park. So I'm, I'm going to try to get myself in better shape because I'm not going to change my eating habits more than likely. <laughs> I did eat an apple the other day. Oh, and oh. Dude, dude, that's like the first piece of fruit or whatever I've probably had in a Life long changing. time. I tried to do the... Um... I, on my mic. I try to do the like because uh, I like fruit, but I never think to eat I don't it. Really like so it very much. But, so yeah. I like I try to do like the uh, the V eight splash juices or some oh, kind of yeah. some kind of never tried those some kind of juice or something that has all that in it. I tried. Okay, I'm still working on getting more consistent with it, but yeah, I do yeah, try to do exactly. stuff like that. Anyway, it, was, it felt good to be back on the bike. I wore my fly kinetic mesh, and it was nice and cool. I wore this helmet for the first time ever. <laughs> DJ say fruit is food's food. <laughs> Fruit is food's food. Yeah, like saying like animals don't oh, eat fruit. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. TJ just eats whatever's cheapest. Yeah. yeah. I went to Wendy's the other day and I thought of him. Ugh. Why? Because it was... Well, like everything it, else closed? It was like, yeah, it was late. It was right on my way home. It was really convenient. I just wanted something quick and easy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anything All else right. before we go? No, man. I feel like it was a good show. Down, baby. I'll be there. So if you guys are in the area coming out... um. You would go. You would finally go to a race after the title's been. Yeah, it kind of bummed me out that he. I, like, I was almost wanting it not to be. No, he, he, you would, but, but the two hundred and fifty title still. Our side's over there. Yeah, the two hundred and fifty title's still up, but. Uh, uh, you know. And for those that didn't catch, Dark Side got pissed at me for having two good questions. To, no, I, I didn't get pissed. I, I know. Like, I'm just. I'm just joking with you. I was just surprised because your questions usually suck. Yeah, that's that's why you call me back and make sure I'm at the show every week. Because well, I, I have somebody here. Because I have sucky questions. Yeah, that's true. TJ sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. Uh, we will be back next week. TJ's supposed to be in studio, and uh, Tyler Sutterth, I hope I said his last yeah. name right, 
is going to come over. So we're supposed to have an in, a, a special in-studio guest. Should be fun. I am probably on call, so who knows what's going to happen. Um, we had shout-out to our jerky. We had some fans um, on our chat room kind of talking about how good it was and good. how it's better than any other jerky they get in the gas station. Adam, so. uh, good to hear that. So, good to hear that. Yeah, shout-out to them. Guys, go hit Blood Lubricants up. And it's even important, before we go, our sponsor is like a Cherubis who I'm not really necessarily always giving stuff away, but like hit them up, send them an email, man. Or, you know, it's like, Hey, we listen to the Moto X pod show, hit them up on Instagram. Let these people know that you're listening to us because we need them to come back. There's no reason for them to put money into the show. If they're not getting feedback, thankfully, Brian Fullerton at the Cherubis does listen, but still, I mean, blood lubricants is a big one. Fly racing expert goggles is a big one. They, they, they put money into the show every year. So, uh, it's important. I want to keep them around. So yeah, hit them up. And if you don't, if you need a, a contact to say, "Hey, we're listening," email motoxpodshow at gmail dot com, and I'll I'll get you some info to let let them know you're listening. Yeah. Other than that, we're out of here. We'll see you. <laughs>